from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Sorry, Bon and Tony here with you live from Las Vegas at our VEASAN studio at a Circus Sportsbook. And a lot of football talk going on today, especially with a couple games here. One of them about to get started in a few minutes. So if you have any interest in getting in on the Raiders-Browns game, do it now. Uh, and the NFL playoff picture, guys, looking pretty interesting. This league is wild, and I absolutely love it. How about a pair of 10-win teams going down to sub-500 teams yesterday? Look out, world. The Lions... Won two games in their last three weeks. Who are these people and who's on the show coming up today? We're going to talk to Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo. Talk through how tough it's been lately to deal with all of these COVID postponements and all of North American sports right now. NFL former executive Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line here on Visa. Mondays with Michael will join us in a little bit. And NFL draft, uh, NFL analyst for DraftKings, rather, Steve Buchanan, is going to help us talk through some of the best prop betting opportunities for Monday Night Football tonight and a number of other games coming up on the schedule throughout this week. So let's get us started, as we always do, with our top five stories, things we need to know, starting with those games today coming up Monday. I mean, the Raiders were plus three this morning, and a bunch of news with COVID came out. Now they're minus three favorites here ahead of kickoff. Man, that line's bouncing around more than Mike Palm bouncing every show in the network. Total remained around 40 and a half, 41 and a half. Um, the Browns will be without their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, as well as 18 players. Among those players, starting quarterback Baker Mayfield, backup Case Keenum. So Nick Mullins is going to get his start. 49ers fans will remember him well, has 16 starts with San Francisco. Um, more big names, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper. The list goes on and on. Also coming up later on tonight, Monday Night Football as scheduled. Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. Vikings six-and-a-half-point favorites kickoff on ESPN. Bears have won five of their last six in this series, but very banged up on both sides of the ball. Rookie Justin Fields leads one of the league's lowest-ranked passing attacks. Features a defense without Khalil Mack. They might be getting Akeem Nix, though. They have shown sparks, as we know, Kirk Cousins 1-9 on Monday Night Football. Primetime is not his friend at times, although they didn't get the win on Thursday night. Vikings, one of the more inconsistent teams in the league. One thing that is really consistent about them, how close their games have been throughout the course of this year. We also have Tuesday Night Football on the schedule this week. Seattle taking on the L.A. Rams in L.A. Rams favored by seven and the Washington football team headed down to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles six and a half point home favorites for the Rams. 
Jalen Ramsey will be back off the COVID-19 list, but 23 players, including Von Miller, including Tyler Higby, will be out. Eight players total for Seattle, four starters. And then for the Washington football team, they got a little bit of good news. Looks like four defensive linemen are back from the COVID-19 list, including Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat. Sweat has not played since breaking his jaw on October 31st. Great to have the young guy back. Still, though, 19 players on their reserve COVID-19 list, including their top quarterback. Not good. Um, Packers officially, as of yesterday, first team to clinch a spot in the playoffs. They beat the Ravens, did not cover, which actually killed me because I had the minus three in a teaser, which did not please me very much. But they do win the NFC North officially. Aaron Rodgers tied Brett Favre's Packers touchdown record. And in terms of what this means in the greater scape, for some of those futures, they hit 11 wins over their 10 and a half preseason total, win the NFC North, their preseason minus 125, and getting up there, potential for the NFC, plus 800 to cash, currently plus 200. Um, Super Bowl getting lower and lower, just plus 450 as of right now. Last night in Sunday night football, whoa, baby, what happened to the Bucks? Brady and the Bucks shut out as 11 and a half point favorites. That was that closed on, swept in the division now by the Saints, who were without their head coach, Sean Payton. This is the first time Tom Brady was shut out in 15 years. Someone here at Circa, by the way, fun fact. Bet $100 on there to be no touchdown scored in this game at, I want to say it was paid 17 to 1 around that. Made 17 grand. Off, well, uh, I mean, no, sorry, 170 to 1. Crazy, crazy. Shut out so long ago for Brady that the song that was the top one on the charts at the time was Had a Bad Day. Made a lot of sense for that. And I'm not a doctor, but it was a tough one in terms of injuries, obviously, for the Bucks as well. You lose two of your Pro Bowl wide receivers, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, on back-to-back -back drives before halftime, and then running back Leonard Fournette goes out in the third quarter. But worse now, as you see on your screen, Chris Godwin done for the year with a torn ACL. Evans looks week-to-week -week with a hamstring chance. He could be back, though, Sunday, according to some reports. And Fournette is also expected to miss time with a hamstring as well. Potential injured reserve list as a possibility, as talked about in a number of NFL insider circles. But the good news is Antonio Brown is back this week, it appears, uh, from the suspension dealing with the vaccine card. He also apparently reached a, a settlement, a deal of some kind, with that chef who called him out to begin with. Coming up, two games with Carolina, road trip to the New York Jets remaining. Saints in that last wild card spot in the, if the playoffs started today. Miami, Carolina, and Atlanta ahead for them. Last one here on our top stories. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater had to be carted off the field in Denver's eventual 15-10 loss to the Bengals yesterday. And it was really scary when it happened in the third quarter. Bridgewater was eventually diagnosed with a concussion, stayed overnight in the hospital, but is do doing well. Excuse me. Head coach Vic Fangio said he doesn't expect him to be placed on IR, but the expectation is, at least for right now, to see backup through Locke's start against the Raiders in Week 16. And like we said off the top, you know, this, <laughs> this NFL season and this week, every week, is a roller coaster. So, you know, we often try to identify who is the real deal and who's not. So we wanted to do a little contender or pretender with some teams that lost this week. And are they good? I mean, of course, you know, if you have 10 wins, you're probably good. But what does this mean for your future? And what teams have kind of been surging a little bit, but... Could they really make a push? So let's identify some of the contenders and pretenders right now, starting with the Tampa Bay Bucks because of what a bizarre game, obviously, we saw last night. Uh, hard to cover by 11 if you don't score, right? This is the team that leads the NFL in points. Shut out. Um, so, but to me, obviously, the Bucks are a contender. You have Tom Brady as your quarterback. You're a contender. Um, I think Bruce Arians will use this. The Saints crushed the Bucks last year. We remember 38-3 to at one point. Bucks came back, win the Super Bowl. So maybe this is another situation where this could be a jump-off point. The only worry, of course, is with all of those injuries that we just reeled off, um, will they be too beat up in the long haul? Um, you know, see here week to week on a certain player, but what does that actually mean in terms of how they're feeling and their health? Um, then we've also seen guys like Dalvin Cook who are supposed to miss significant time and come back and rush for 200 yards and two touchdowns. So... Um, you never really know in these instances. I just hope that they're in better shape physically than Tom Brady's Surface Pro was last night. Um, obviously, in the NFC, they could afford that loss because of what happened with the Cardinals and the Lions. Dallas leapfrogs them, and the Bucks 
have that head-to-head advantage with the Cowboys. Green Bay and NFC driver's seat at 11 and 3, plus 200 to win the conference. Bucks plus 300. But because we did mention the Cardinals, they're the next one here on our list. Contender or pretender? The Arizona Cardinals 10 and 4. And I'm leaning more and more towards pretender, and I have for a while, and that's I think just because of my general feelings on Kyler Murray. Um obviously they were double-digit favorites against the Lions, and Lions win straight up, plus 480 cash on the money line, by the way. So congratulations to any of you who believed in Detroit. But it's like they don't want to clinch a playoff spot, right? You know, back-to-back weeks, they have had the opportunity. They can't do it. Still favorites to win the division, but it's no gimme. They've got the Colts and Cowboys their next two games. But think about this. They had a 7-0 start to the year, 3-4 and since, which includes a couple of bad losses. You lose the Lions and you lose the Panthers, plus a Rams team that had those COVID absences last week. Wins haven't been much to write home about either. And and like I said, I think a big part of that is Kyler Murray. He's been shaky since returning from that injury. I don't know if he came back a little bit too early. Um, I know he took a lot of time off to be able to be healed up through that. I just don't think that he's what he was at the beginning of the season. And that's always a struggle with him. I always tell people, don't put your money on Kyler Murray for MVP because the likelihood of him getting hurt, his durability just doesn't tend to be there. And then this situation, he did get hurt, comes back, and he's not the guy that he was. NFC West, not wrapped up just yet, though. Um, L.A., just a game back of Arizona. And while we're in the division, let's not forget about those San Francisco 49ers. I know I had a funeral for them, but I also had a resurrection for this team. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about them right now. Winners in five of their last six think they're kind of a reverse story of Arizona, right? Started out the year two and four, got to three and five. Had a bit of a mixed bag of opponents. They did beat the Rams, Vikings, and Bengals. Were nine-point favorites against Atlanta yesterday and beat them by double that. Beat them by 18 points. Three games in a row now that are winners at home, which, thank goodness, they got things figured out at Levi's Stadium. Who are you right now? But Jimmy G, a a guy I know we've talked about a lot on this program um, the last couple weeks that hasn't been getting enough respect, I don't think. 49ers visit Tennessee on Thursday night, three-and-a-half-point road favorites. Let's see what they can do. Let's take a little trip here to the AFC quickly. Um, Patriots and Bills, two teams that are going to get a lot of talk, especially since they're playing each other this coming week. Um, and I think it's a lot will come down maybe to that game, but I think the Patriots are the, more so the contender and the Bills more so the pretender. Um, obviously, it was a rough look for the Pats going down 20 to nothing going into the fourth quarter against the Colts, but the Colts are a really good team. Jonathan Taylor is a potential MVP candidate. Um, and for Mac Jones, I think that was one of the first times all year We've seen him play like a, a rookie, you know, and I think you're allowed to have that mishap. You're on a seven-game run of wins. It's okay to have a down spot. Um, with that loss, though, Pats are 9-5. and five. Game coming up against the Bills, who play on Saturday this week at Gillette Stadium, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, yeah, so maybe that game will give us some more clarity. Obviously, the Pats got that win uh, against Buffalo in Buffalo earlier this year. I know we're talking all NFL, but there's bowl games going on, including today. Um, and with the college bowl season having kicked off, VSIN has you covered, so you know you have to make sure you get in there and get that college football bowl betting guide. This thing's incredible. You got matchup analysis on every single game, insights, trends, data, predictions, everything you need to make your best bets. This thing is awesome. Plus, Brent Musburger gives out his pick on everything. So whether you're betting the games, you just want value props, um, this guide is the thing to give you an edge. So get your digital copy today. It's just $19.99 at vcin.com slash bowl guide. And I'm telling you, this thing is going to help you out. No question. On the other side of the break, we're going to overreact to some of the books, odds movement, and talk to Jimmy and Vinny over at the South Point, see how they're handling all of this COVID stuff. Keep it locked right here on vcin. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody, to My Guys in the Desert. This segment brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge, or leaky equipment to deal with either. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in plenty of varieties. Spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, many more. Plus, for your convenience, every variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that that works for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, so it's never been easier to find your Zinn. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony with you. Raiders Brown still scoreless where we stand now, but time for a little overreaction Monday, but this time it's did the books overreact in certain instances. We're going to take a look at a couple of quick markets, starting with the MVP odds. Aaron Rodgers is officially your new favorite on the board. Plus 125, Tom Brady after the shutout last night, plus 175 behind him. Uh, last week, Rodgers was 5-6-1. to one. Brady was a minus favorite here. And I don't think this is an overreaction. I think this is appropriate. I told you guys a couple weeks ago that I didn't think that Aaron Rodgers was necessarily getting the respect that he deserved on the odds board. He's overcome so much in terms of his team, the special teams units, the offensive line issues, the defensive issues. He's a do-it-all guy there. I like it. Also, on the other side of that, Kyler Murray way, way down. Just two weeks ago, he was plus 750 in the MVP odds. Now he's 40 to 1, 12 to 1 last week, continues to slip. And again, this is what I talked about in the first segment. He's somebody that can't stay healthy. That's a bet that I would never place. I've been saying that from the start of the year. I just I don't believe in Ky- Kyler Murray um, because of his injury history. Offensive rookie of the year odds, despite the wonky game for Mac Jones and the Patriots, he's an even bigger favorite now. Um, but I-, I don't know if that <laughs> says as much about Mac Jones as it does just the rough outing from Jamar Chase, who's now up to plus 400. Um, one reception for three yards for him this weekend. Uh, that's just, I understand the move. I think that Mac Jones has been everybody's big favorite for a while now. So not too surprising, I'd say there. In the AFC North, the Bengals now are favorites to win the division at plus 150. Um, Ravens fall to plus 225. Both teams have the same record. Bengals holding the tiebreaker at this moment. But with all the injuries that the Ravens have had to deal with, um, yeah, it's it's very meh to me. <laughs> um, these two play each other this week in Cincinnati. Bengals two and a half point favorites. Huge division matchup. So I think that'll be a little bit more telling. Uh, time to bring in Jimmy Vaccaro and Vinny Maiulo over at the South Point. Um, a couple of expert odds makers that I'm hoping you guys can help me out because I don't know as a better how we approach all of these games with COVID-19 and the postponements and who's in and who's out. Like, I can't even imagine what that must be for you guys. So, Jimmy, how are you handling all this? 
Well, first of all, it's not as hard as it looks only because, you know, everybody else is in the dark also. When you And they're laying 11 to 10, so we got the best of that. Doesn't mean at times, you know, they'll find out something before us. But it's like everything else in life. Like, what would you do with this storm? Here's a guy right before kickoff. He took plus six with the bronze for $44,000. Now, just a short seven days ago, you know, the bronze were the favorite by three points. So is he right, wrong, or indifferent? As long as you're on top of which Chris and the guys are uh, in the back there, you just go through it. There's nothing you can do. And also remember, the biggest thing is what I just said. You're picking, so you're laying 11 to 10. So in a case where, you know, it's up in the year, I'd rather be booking than taking it. Stormy, so uh, uh, always good to be with you, and uh, uh, Merry Christmas, by the way, to to you and all the, the listeners out there. It's always Christmas week, and uh, uh, we're trying to give away some uh, some information for Christmas presents here. Um, first thing you do is take them off the board, and once it's determined as to when the games are going to be played, you simply hear, in the case of the South Point, uh, then they're reposted. So it's a refund because it didn't take place on the day of, and then reposted uh, on the date that it's going to be uh, put on, uh, put uh, put up. Uh, you know, but the thing is, the most important thing is to know the house rules where you made your bet. Jimmy came on Vison as soon as these games were rescheduled, came into the studio, uh, and then got the word out. We continue to uh, post it throughout the book and everything like that. So you want to be good, good communicators uh, as operators, but as betters. Pay attention to what the uh, the house rules are to where you make your wagers. No, an excellent point. And kind of a follow-up to that thought, with all the games shifting around, we've got doubleheader today, doubleheader tomorrow. Does that lessen the Sunday handle at all? Or NFL is king, no matter what, you're still going to be pulling in the same amount of money? Well, it happens, uh, excuse me, it, it, it happens more than you think with stuff being, you know, shipped around. So, yes, it does affect uh, whatever you want to do. And then, you know what, kid? The Sunday handle wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a normal Sunday. But, like, with the Monday and this Tuesday game, it'll be like a uh, a big-time NBA game, in the first, uh, maybe the first day of a playoff type of situation. But in this case, we have two today and two and tomorrow. So uh, it'll be okay. Now, also, uh, obviously, I can speak from a local standpoint where the – the uh, South Point deals a lot of d- deals a lot of locals here. Like uh, they're still like not rushing back in. You know they're waiting till everything settles down a little bit. So it'll hurt the hand a little bit. But I tell you what's picking up of these minor bowl games, bigger and better than I thought it would be. Very cool. Love to hear that. Um, just because we do have the game going on right now with Raiders and Browns um, before we stray too far mm-hmm. away from the COVID nineteen stuff here. Um, how, like, what was the betting split for this game with all of the question marks that we had? Is this a big decision or were betters more trying to lean toward the in-game or halftime once they had already seen a few plays? Well, let's retrace it. Sorry. When we put the game up, uh, we post them here on Mondays here. So a week ago today when the numbers went up, the, uh, the Browns were actually six-point favorites. And then by midweek, <laughs> the Raiders uh, wound up being as high as four-point favorites. Then it got rescheduled. We reposted thinking that uh, Mayfield was going to play and going to start. Uh, the Browns became a field goal favorite. Long story short, once it was determined that he was going to be out and Keenum was going to be out as well, uh, it went back and forth. It, Raiders one and a half all the way up to two and a half. And then it toggled back and forth. Folks laid two and a half and took three. Took three, went back to uh, and then uh, laid two and a half. So uh, that's what we closed it, two and a half uh, to this afternoon. But uh, there were plenty of threes out there and there were plenty of takers uh, of the three uh, on behalf of the Browns. Raiders, by the way, it looks like just got in the end zone for the first score of the game. So looking to go up 6 nothing, see if they get the extra point here. But that is where you guys closed. Um, in terms of, I mean, the playoff picture right now is just bonkers. Where are you guys seeing the most money come in in terms of futures, the top teams in each conference right now? You know, obviously it hasn't changed that much, much only because like we've all been alerted. And as soon as we hear something with the COVID, whatever, everything comes down for the time being. So what we lose most is time. Uh, when you deal futures or anything like that, you need the more time people can have the access to come and do it, then obviously your handle is going to be, be much bigger. But with now, it's going to be a little uh, tougher to get there. You know, one quick thing, I was listening to you and Vinny talk. Uh, I think that uh, Brady played his way out of the MVP last night. Yeah. You know, you can call it like it is. It's one game, but uh, he looked miserable. And uh, so I don't think he, you know, never say never have a chance. But the people who vote on these things, the people that supposedly... I'm going to call it like it is. They only remember what they saw last. And if they saw Brady last night, they said, how the hell is this guy the MVP? <laughs> well, and you and you have this you have this guy from the Packers. I think him and Natcher, the kid Mahomes, were the favorites. Now, one of those two uh, are going to win it. Well, so, Jimmy, I was just going to say, you know, both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have had 
a stinker, right? But Aaron Rodgers came week one, and Tom Brady, you know, it's all mm -hmm. about recency bias, right? Tom Brady's come in week 15. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, but here it is. That's 16 weeks ago, you know. <laughs> they forgot yep. all about the Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, but you know what? Uh, it, it's it's still, as we talk about every week, kid, it's like simply there are so many teams in the running. The handle will always be okay no matter what because, again, you're right. The Bengals are in, what, first place? The Bengals yep. are in that division? That's crazy. Yep, and, and let's not forget about Jonathan Taylor, too. You'll probably be able to get a price on him. And, and the reason I bring him up, Stormy, is because – when you look at the future book prices, and in the AFC, it's the you know the KC is the favorite right now at seven to five, Pats and Bills at five to one. But right now, all of a sudden, the Colts, who were 15, 20 to one uh, a, a few weeks ago, are now uh, the third. They're they're right there. They're at six to one. So uh, keep an eye on Jonathan Taylor for that. Uh, you probably get a price on him. In terms of the uh, other futures for the NFC, Green Bay clear favorite at uh, nine to five, and then you've got Tampa at seven to two, the Rams at nine to two, and. The Cowboys all throw in there right behind them at five to one. Yeah, Vinny, I love Jonathan Taylor. I've, I think I've got like the HBO hard knocks fever because I am all in on the Colts <laughs> at this point. Um, before we have to let you go here real quick, Jimmy, just because you brought up the bowl games. How has everything been doing? Um, are you getting a lot, a lot of play, like you said, on these smaller bowl games and a lot of excitement, I'm sure, for the big CFP games I in a couple weeks? I go through them once a day. Chris naturally sits on top of it and watches every change. There's like a major change. You know, we'll talk about it for a little bit, but it's, it's Chris's call on these things. And I can't tell you this. I am surprised, even with the COVID going around. And what we're getting, kid, is like people who are in town betting their ball games up have to go back to where they come from. So it's helping to handle dramatically. And then today, uh, we're going to need Tulsa. We're going to need the favorite here. This is a game. Uh, that closed seven and a half uh, with the Tulsa Open as 10-point favorite. So a little bit of a challenge with these games, with the opt-outs. Of course, you got mm -hmm. coaching changes all the time. you got injuries and things like that. Uh, but in recent years, we've seen uh, opt-out. The biggest uh, uh, adjustment uh, so far with the opt-out, and we're still waiting to get confirmation, is uh, Kenny Pickett for Pitt. Now they're a two-point dog. I just remember before we leave, uh, Merry Christmas to uh, Frosty the Snowman. Oh. <laughs> or is it Stormy the Snowman? <laughs> Christmas no, to you guys, fellas. Don't this, work too hard. Christmas princess. Take care, Stormy. Stormy the snow girl. Let's go with it. Uh, Raiders on the board first. As I mentioned, Brian Edwards with a touchdown. 7 nothing so far in Cleveland. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. As we do this time every Monday on My Guys in the Desert, time for an update on Be Better. Did they or didn't they? On Thursday every week, I call out a couple teams, players, what have you. There's people who need to step their game up and be better. So did they or didn't they? First off, Buffalo Bills. They were better. I mean, granted, it was against Carolina Panthers, so I'm not sure 100% how much you can take from it, but better nonetheless. Uh, Josh Allen, even with a sprained ankle, uh, sprained foot rather, led the team to victory, 210 yards, three touchdowns, did throw a pick, but you end a frustrating two-game slide, threw up 31 points. There were a lot of mistakes as there always are, lots of penalties, not great on third down. Um, but what really impressed me, actually, was their red zone efficiency. At five trips, four of them got into the end zone. All five had points. Um, so, yeah, I, I like it. Bills will meet the Patriots, as we said, for the second time in three weeks on Sunday after falling 14-10 in Buffalo for week 13. So keep an eye out on the Bills. And we'll, we'll actually talk about them more in just a little bit here. Um, second one here in Be Better, we asked Trevor Lawrence to be better. First game without Urban Meyer. What do you do? Absolutely nothing. Still terrible. Still terrible. That's how we're doing that one. Lost 3-16 to fellow rookie quarterback Davis Mills and the Texans is five-and-a-half point favorites. And for the prize, top overall pick, 210 yards passing, another touchdownless day. He, you guys, this kid has only had one touchdown in the last seven weeks. And I, I know that you don't have the full compliment. I know that there's been a lot of off-field drama. 
but one touchdown in seven weeks, nine touchdowns on the year to 14 interceptions. This is your top overall pick. I need to see something a little bit more here. He was also sacked three times at a 73.4 passer rating. Jaguars now with the loss. Lions win. They have the worst win percentage in the NFL and are sitting there most likely to get that uh, top overall pick in this year's draft. Uh, the last one here that we put up was the Raiders defense, and obviously that game is in progress right now. Raiders taking on the Cleveland Browns. That line closed anywhere between Raiders being favored by two and a half or three, um, despite being, what was it, six? Getting six last week before all this happened. Crazy to see how much that line has popped around, but that's what happens when you have all these COVID-19 issues. Right now, the Raiders are leading this game 7 nothing. so the defense is doing their job right now, but like we talked about last week, they've given up 32 or more points in four of their last five games coming into this one. So let's see if they can keep things tempered here. Um, in terms of the way this game started, they held the Browns to a punt on their opening drive, just six plays, um, forced them to punt again, still leading 7-0, and the Raiders are looking to go the length of the field right now. Um, all right, so... Unfortunately, we were hoping to get Michael Lombardi on the line, but he's driving, so didn't have the best service. So I thought it would be good to actually continue some of our contender or pretender conversation from earlier. We dug pretty deep in when we started the AFC with the New England Patriots, but the other side of that, I want to talk a little bit more about the Bills here just because those are obviously the two that are going to be playing each other this week. It's an important one in the division. And my thing about the Bills, and I have them as a pretender, like I said earlier, um, they have been hit and miss all year. So even this late in the season, I feel like this is where we're usually supposed to get to the point where you have a feel for who teams are and what their identity is. And the Bills just haven't really done that yet. Um, it's a little bit frustrating. They've got the Patriots this week, Falcons coming up next week in the Jets. So relatively easy schedule to close out those last two weeks. Um, but I don't think once you get to the playoffs, they're going to have the push that they could. And for as nice as it was to see them establish the run game for virtually the first time all season long yesterday, they really make it hard to believe in them. Um, they really, really do, and it's a little bit frustrating. So maybe this game will give a little bit of clarity on which team is the real deal. Obviously, the Patriots got the win in what was that windy, crazy game down in Buffalo um, where Mac Jones had two completions on three pass attempts for 19 yards. Had a game pretty similar to that this past week. No, I'm just kidding. I feel bad saying that. But that's all the stuff that you see online, right? They're like, maybe that game with Buffalo wasn't actually because of the weather. Maybe it was just because that's what Mac Jones is. I do not subscribe to that theory. It's just a joke. Um, but no, it, this this week will be very interesting in that division. Be very interesting in terms of the AFC. Um, Bills right now eight and six, Pats nine and five. Another team I think is a little bit interesting to dive into a bit here is the Dolphins. Um, seven and seven right now, and not to take away from the incredible turnaround that they've had because they started the year one and seven, have since reeled off six straight wins to get to five hundred. It's been an incredible thing to watch, but I for sure still think of this team as a pretender, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, they have progressed a ton. Um, we obviously had very high expectations coming into this season for this team, given um, the way that they closed out last year. You know, thought they would be really good this year, and they didn't live up to that immediately. Um, they they do still have a slim chance here of making the playoffs. 7-1 uh, to make the postseason on the odds board. Uh, minus 1,400 to miss. I for sure think that they're not going to make the playoffs, but it's possible still mathematically. Um, even against the, but see, my thing is like, even against the Jets yesterday, even in that win yesterday, they should have clobbered that team. They, they won by, by touchdown, but it felt like it was a barely type of a thing. If you look at their schedule, um, in order to make the playoffs, they would have to win out. They're at the Saints next week, um, at the Titans, and then they have to face the Patriots. So all of those challenging teams versus who have they beat, which has been the Texans, a Baltimore team that's beat up. They played the Jets twice, the Giants, Panthers, and New England, which was their week one win. And I think we can all agree um, that the Patriots here coming into week 16 are a very different team than they were early on in the year. We've all talked about their turnaround as well. Um, but the Dolphins, for me, despite their resurgence as an organization midway through this year, are still in that pretender category in a big way for me. I don't, I wish they could make a push. I think that it would be fun. Um, I just don't necessarily 
think that's going to be in the cards for this team, and that's okay. Nobody's expecting nobody's expecting the Dolphins after that one and seven start to come out and do ultimately what they did. Keeping a close eye on this Raiders. Cleveland game right now score is still seven nothing Raiders up a flag on a play now just now that tried to be a big chunk play it looks like um, offense trying to move the ball we'll see what happens let's keep this contender pretender train rolling though another team I think that's a little bit of interest is the Titans here but it sucks like I hate I think I have them in the pretender category again they just have a number of injuries I don't know if they're a team that's going to make a push coming off that loss to the Steelers no Julio Jones with a hamstring injury um to win the division, uh, you know, obviously they're in, they're in great spot in the AFC South, no doubt. But it's because of all of the legwork that they did early in the season. At this point, they're just not a team I can believe in. And I think all of the question marks that we're going to have come together here are: if you imagine this team in the postseason, would you, would your team beat them? Right? Like, w- would you be intimidated if you're playing the Titans? And I'm not necessarily sure. They round out the schedule. They've got the 49ers here in Week 16. Then they take on the Dolphins and Texans. So they they end the year with a couple of teams that there's obviously some potential um, to do well against. The 49ers are going to be a tough one, though. Niners are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Tennessee. Total in that game, 44-and-a-half as of right now. Um, but, like, I, I love the 49ers against them, um, at least where I'm sitting right now. You know, we still have a lot of time to dig into the nuts and bolts and research of that game. But the way that the 49ers look to me – feels like they're a team that's trending in the right direction, right? Whereas the Titans, I feel like, started off and kind of were sneaky, unexpected the way that they were doing the things that they were doing um, and have kind of fallen off a little bit. So I'm interested to get into this 49ers-Titans game coming up this week. I think that'll be a fun one, not just because I'm a 49ers fan. I feel like all of you just (laughs) throw it out on me, Stormy, you're a 49ers fan. Why do you talk about them all the time? No, I really, I believe in them. So Titans, I'm just kind of like looking up the way that they started this year. Eight and two, right? So yeah, I didn't realize that that, looking back on it now, eight and two was how they started the year. Extremely strong. Since then, one and three, their most recent games. And they're of the win, the one win, we all know it was the Jacksonville win where they won 20 to nothing, but it's Jacksonville. It's against this Urban Meyer-led team at the time that was struggling like crazy, although, I mean, Like we said, that hasn't really changed a ton as of right now. Um, Let's go look through, again, just a reminder. um, Obviously, we have the two Monday games today. The Bears are taking on the Vikings later on tonight on ESPN, Monday Night Football. Bears are getting seven points at home. Um, Tomorrow, we have the doubleheader for Tuesday. Seahawks taking on the Rams. Seattle getting seven in L.A. So if I say the Rams have a lot of COVID issues as well, I know they get Jalen Ramsey back, but they still have a pretty lengthy list right now, still favored by a touchdown. And that's one of those instances where, you know, clearly the odds makers are telling you more about um, more about what they think about Seattle necessarily than what they think about L.A. at this point. Washington football team coming up tomorrow in the doubleheader as well in the later game, and they are getting six and a half. So, Plenty more to cover. We're going to get into some prop betting options for the later game tonight with Steve Buchanan when he joins the show from DraftKings. Where's that plus money, honey? We will get into it. Don't go anywhere. This is My Guys in the Desert on VEASAN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. With Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card debit MasterCard and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank NA member FDIC. Stormy Bond and Tony with you wrapping things up here on My Guys in the Desert. Raiders still leading the Cleveland Browns 7 nothing. where things stand now in the first quarter. And you know we love that plus money, honey. So let's get into some of the potential prop betting opportunities coming up tonight that are worth plus value. I got more sprinkles out there on prop games than a cupcake on the 4th of July. So, one that kind of tickled my fancy here. Justin Jefferson to score an anytime touchdown in a Vikings win. Plus 140. He's got five touchdowns in their last six games. Facing the Bears back end that's given up eight touchdown passes. Their last three games are going to be without players. They might have to get somebody out the stands to come play defensive back. So let's get him in the end zone. I'm also taking the points with the Bears, so a potential hedge spot there. More Vikings action, as you see on the screen. Dalvin Cook, two or more touchdowns at plus 310. Or Dalvin Cook, 200-plus rush yards at 22-1. to Both of those hit last week, even with his shoulder injury. I like Dalvin to cook the Bears' defense. Chicago's D, in addition to having a struggling secondary, has also had problems against the run all year. And the Vikings' offensive line is expected to get Christian Derrissaw back. So let's go, Dalvin. Justin Fields, 100-plus rushing yards is 13-1. to I know he's only done it once this season, but Bears postseason berth out of reach here. They're essentially playing with house money against the Vikings' D that ain't that special, giving up 28 or more points their last four games. Let's see Justin Fields get in there. And these last two are kind of just like fun ones I think could potentially happen, right? Total fourth down conversions over one and a half, so you just need two of them, and a successful two-point conversion, both of those at good plus money. Neither team's hyper-aggressive typically, but I can see this being a close game, late-game situations. Go for it on fourth down. Get that plus money, honey. Time to welcome in NFL analyst over from DraftKings, Steve Buchanan. How are we doing, Steve? Oh, doing mighty fine on what's a chaotic NFL season. Oh, my gosh, I know. It's very stressful. Were you able to get, like, with the Browns-Raiders game that's on right now, everything that went on, were you able to find, like, some good prop opportunities, or did you pick a side in this one, or you just stay away temporarily because of how hectic it's been? No sides at all. No sides in this one. All I wanted was Nick Chubb to score two touchdowns in this game. That was at plus 350. Like the odds on that one. We're about midway through the second quarter. I don't even think the Browns have sniffed the red zone so far. <laughs> so I'm going to safely say that one's probably not going to hit, but at least without Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's taken 43% of the total touches, uh, 30% of the red zone touches when Kareem Hunt is out. So, I mean, the numbers lined up, but it just doesn't look like it's going to happen today. Steve, plenty of time left. We're still in the first right, quarter. Plenty right. of time left. You never know how these things uh, could happen here. Coming up in primetime tonight, though, let's get into some of those because fortunately we are not dealing with nearly as many issues as we did with the Browns and Raiders game. Vikings-Bears tonight. Chicago getting six and a half at Soldier Field just in terms of the game itself. How do you think this one's going to play out? Yeah, look, I, I'm just gonna roll with the Vikings in this one. I mean, I really don't want to take them on a money on the money line. It's gone up to minus three ten at this point now. I mean, that's just too rich for my blood here. And quite, quite frankly, the Vikings really aren't a great team against the spread. I mean, four and eleven against the spread as favorites under Mike Zimmer since last season. That's not very good. But I mean, I just don't see where the Bears are going to cover in this game. I mean, you were just hyping up Dalvin Cook. They're not going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook. This is a run defense that's allowing an average of 100 rushing yards per game, 4.4 yards per carry, and that's before. 
before they even, uh, you know, face Cook for the first time this season. So I just feel like, you know, the the stars are aligned, if you guess if you want to be a little uh, uh, trendy there, um, for, for the Vikings to cover in this one. But the numbers say they're not, they, they shouldn't be able to do this. But in this matchup, with all the issues that the Bears are having, especially in their secondary, they should cover in this game. Yeah, like I said, I feel like they'll have to get someone off the stands or from the grocery store, wherever they can find <laughs> right. somebody to play DB, they're going to have to grab them. So I'm actually yep. on the opposite end of this, though. Um, I, I like the taking the points with the Bears here just because the Vikings play so many close games and they like find a way to get into a tight game situation for whatever reason. I feel like if they have a huge lead, they're going to lose it. Or if they're losing by a lot, they're going to claw yeah. their way back in. They're just one of those wonky teams. Sean King on our network actually tried to talk me into uh, Moneyline Bears play and I had to stay away. So at least you're cementing that I'm on a better side with the points than Moneyline <laughs> Bears. Um, in terms of the prop market for the Monday night game today, what stood out to you most? I do like David Montgomery to go over 58 and a half rushing yards. So that's a really low number for him. Like both of these run de defenses are horrible, right? We talked about how the Bears can't do it. The Vikings can't stop much either. They're allowing an average of 99 per game, 4.4 yards per carry. Once again, you know, Justin Fields will take away some carries from David Montgomery. I mean, without Montgomery, you know, uh, excuse me, without Fields, Montgomery was seeing 55, 77% of the total carries. That number dropped last week. 43.5% for Montgomery. So there is a big difference there. That being said, though, he's gone over this number in six of the nine games that he's played. Really generous run defense on the Vikings. This is probably their best best path to win this game with Montgomery. So just feed him the ball. I think he's going to go over that run total today. Yeah, and you're dead on with the Vikings run defense. Um, Justin Fields, I you know, obviously it's a much more difficult prop to hit Justin Fields over a hundred rushing yards, but I see you like him over 34 and a half, much more attainable, but you see him getting a little bit mobile. Well, yeah, I mean, you're looking for him to triple that. I, so, I, I need mean, it. I, I need I, it. Right. <laughs> so I would have to, I would hope that he would get over this number here, but when he's running though, he's been excellent. Like you look at his past game logs when he's running the ball and I have it up here in front of me, averaging 8.2, 5.8, 5.6, 10.3. Every time he's running the ball, he is so good at missing opposing defenders. Again, bad run defense on both sides of this game. So if Fields is going to get it uh, done on his legs, he should be able to go that over that number easily. I hope you hit that 100. That Thank would be you. great. I mean, that would be something fun to think of, right? He's, but he did do it once, 103 yards against the 49ers. Ooh, 49ers, you know? Uh, uh, why'd you have to? You just had to, you had to bring that up, didn't you? But hey. I'm sorry. I'm Anything is possible. That's the way I look at it with Justin Fields. Like I said, it's just a little sprinkle, just a little sprinkle. Um, one guy that I feel like is a lock to hit some prop of some kind every game is the Vikings receiver, Justin Jefferson. Are there any that you like with him this week? Yeah, look, you're going to see this all over Twitter. You're going to see it with all the play networks that you subscribe to. Take the over on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards, but rightfully so. Like we said, there is no starting defensive back playing for the Bears. Now you're going to have to t try to contain Justin Jefferson. I mean, who's gone over 96 and a half yards multiple times already this season. He accounts for 48% of the team's total air yards, averaging 71 per game. We don't know the official status on Alan Adam Thielen as of yet. It's trending that he may play in this one, but truly it's not going to take much for Justin Jefferson to get downfield against, you know, the, the B class secondary that the Bears are going to be rolling out in this one. So, it's going to be a very trendy pick, but it, it would be really scary to take the under in this game. I'm with you there, and he is a leader in receptions and yards on passes of 10 or more yards. So one prop yep. that I always think is a little bit fun, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is the longest reception prop. I saw it at 28 yep. and a half minus 125. I know it's not the plus money we love so much, but that's one that interested me a lot just because he is Kirk Cousins' favorite target deep. No, absolutely. And like, like I mentioned, 48% of the team's total air yards. So Love if you're it. getting almost half of the air yards, you should be going over that total. Okay. I did want to do a little bit of review looking back a little bit from what was a crazy Sunday yesterday in the NFL. So I needed to know from you, what was the crazier upset to you? Lions being the Cardinals or what happened to the Bucks on Sunday night? Absolutely. The Cardinals, like that team just looks so flat like flat earth trucers like that's what the flat would look like like you couldn't get any flatter than that it was unbelievable how bad that they looked at least with the buccaneers there was legitimate injuries in game that occurred okay so you can't really fault them for that but the cardinals just never stood a chance against a team that was coming into this game with one win overall like that was just downright shocking that they lost this game i mean if you're looking at a win total for the lions you know the over under was at three and a half 
this was one of the probably the first losses you checked off on the board if you were looking to take the under on their win total. So that has to be the most shocking loss to me with the Cardinals. I didn't know that Cardinals had kneecaps, but apparently they got bit off. It was crazy. <laughs> um, so we looked back. Now we'll look forward. Um, if there's one game on the board looking ahead here to week six, 16, what's your favorite one? Yeah, you know, uh, this kind of changed over the past hour. So I was loving Detroit plus four and a half against the Falcons. Detroit has been an excellent cover team coming in nine uh, nine and five against the spread. They've covered in five of their last six games, but now Jared Goff has been placed on the COVID list. So if he doesn't play in this game, then obviously that number is, you know, no longer going to be obtainable. But uh, I, I like them as underdogs going against the Falcons. This Falcons team, I think it's just absolutely putrid. Six and eight against the spread. Failing to cover by an average of 5.5 points. And the Falcons are averaging just 16 points over their last five games. Like, they're just not scoring at all. And this is not just a reaction to how well they played against the Cardinals. Detroit has been a legitimate cover team this season. Because usually the spreads are so enamorous against them. Because they just, you know, they're such a bad team. So, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. But I was really into the uh, Detroit being underdogs against the Falcons team. That just looks dead in the water right now. I, you're just saying that because you bet on the 49ers this week and you don't want to make it look like San Francisco's good. <laughs> I have a reputation to, to, to keep. You can't tell people about that, okay? Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You're the best. We'll talk to you later. That's Steve Buchanan of DraftKings. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert. Raiders still leading 7-0. Brown's about to go length of the field. About seven minutes left in the second quarter. Rush Hour and Danny Burke are next. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.